2: Patients first. You hear it a lot in healthcare, but you don't always see it. That's where physician associates come in. PAs go the extra mile to make you the priority, using their medical training and expertise to address your specific health needs and taking the time to listen, explain, and follow up. Every day, physician associates go beyond to ensure that you receive the care you deserve. See how they're redefining healthcare at PAsGoBeyond.com.
3: Prague Watch. Music that tells a story. With your friend and host, Big Tony Rousick, aka Prog Squatch.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring
4: Big Tony here, and this week I have a great program lined up for you, another interview and artist feature centered on Nick DiVirgilio. Nick is, of course, probably best known as drummer and vocalist for Spock's Beard, and as the drummer for Big Big Train, but he is also a composer and plays keyboards and guitar as well. In addition, he has been involved in a great many bands and projects over the years, some of which I will touch on today and he has released several solo albums, including his latest, Invisible, which was just released. Before I get too deep here, let me first say thanks again to all my supporters on Patreon.com who helped me continue to produce this program. I've got a lot of interview and music scheduled for this week, so I'll get things rolling. Before we hear some of my chat with Nick, let's listen to a few pieces from earlier in his career. First up, The City of the Sun. A song by Kevin Gilbert from his Shaming of the True album. Nick was associated with Kevin before his untimely death and actually helped to put together the posthumous Shaming of the True album based on unfinished tapes and notes left behind by Gilbert. Nick contributed drums, percussion, bass, keyboards, guitars, and vocals to the album. After the City of the Sun, I'll go straight into The River is Wide, a track from Nick's first solo album, Karma
1: Distant and forever mysterious Advice from the tasteless To the bland Wash all that Moment. Please leave your name and number after the F sharp.
4: Once again, that was The City of the Sun by Kevin Gilbert, featuring Nick DiVirgilio from Kevin's posthumous The Shaming of the True album, released in the year 2000. After that, it was The River is Wide from Nick's own Karma album, released in 2001. Now let's hear some of my chat with Nick DiVirgilio, or NDV, as he is sometimes known. All right, so first, let me say, Nick, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you on my program. Thanks, man. Thank yeah. you for having me. I've been uh, following you since I got into Spock's Beard back in the '90s at some point. So, uh, yeah, very cool. I think you even led me to Big Big Train, kind of. <laughs> Good. Yeah, yeah, it's a great band to get into for sure. I yeah, I love them. So, uh, one thing I always like to ask artists uh, is just how did you get started in music? Did you come from a musical family, or you know, what what gave you the bug?
3: Um, I there there is music in my family. Uh, my grandmother was sort of an amateur slash semi-pro cellist way back in the th- 30s and 40s. Um, my brother played guitar, my mother played piano and stuff like that, and my father sang a bit. But I was the only one that made a career out of it. I just started playing drums when I was four or five years old for no apparent reason. And uh, my dad bought me a drum kit when I was five, and that's just that's kind of was the got me started, and I've been playing ever since.
4: That's uh, some pretty cool parents to buy you a drum kit at that age. Yeah, I know. I don't
3: know. He found a used 1965 Ludwig Blue Sparkle kit somewhere in L.A., you know, and uh, Santa Claus brought it to me on Christmas. And, um, yeah, I I dove in from there.
4: Did he also bring soundproofing for your bedroom?
3: (laughs) No, man, I... I played in that back room for years. Yeah, Gosh, My dad just cranked up the TV. you know, they tried the TV up until his as, as it could go while I played and just I don't know. We're very patient.
4: Yeah, that's 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 really cool. Some parents uh would be a lot less patient, I think. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're learning drums early. It's it's kind of a racket in the beginning. I mean I, I played bet. drums no, too. I know. I know. You know, so uh yeah. Um I always thank my parents for uh putting up with the racket until you learn to like sound like you were actually doing something on them you know what i mean right 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 <laughs> so uh you started as you started as the drummer of spock's beard uh how did you come about hooking it up with those guys
3: i met neil and alan at a blues jam in la one night back in 1989 or 90 and then uh, got invited to a little gym like a like an organized jam session that al put on and, like the next couple of days later and uh neil told me about all this music he'd written and he wanted to maybe start a progressive rock band, which was totally strange in the nineties. Cause no one was seemed really dead in LA at that time. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, um, I went and picked up the cassette that had, it was all the songs from our first record, the light that he had demoed out. And we, th- I thought it was great. And we decided to get together and try the songs out. And that was the start of the band. Um, it happened pretty quickly after that. All right. Yeah.
4: So, uh, I've read you're a big fan of uh, Genesis.
3: Yeah. Well, they were my favorite Grimp band growing up as a kid, for sure. I still love them to this day,
4: obviously, so was, too.
3: Of course, but when I, was, uh, when I was a kid, they were pretty big for me. Yeah.
4: So I assume you hold Phil Collins in pretty high regard as a drummer?
3: One of my fa- all-time favorites.
4: Mine, too. Top five for me, definitely. I think he gets a short uh, short end of the stick sometimes from some people. It doesn't get recognized for the massive talent that he was. But, oh, my uh,
3: God, yeah he was a big influence on my playing
4: yeah i find it interesting that you uh your career sort of followed you sort of followed in phil's footsteps more than once uh when neil left the band you stepped up to become the singer and front man of spock's beard as phil did when peter gabriel left genesis
3: yeah yeah and it was great it was a great opportunity for me to do that and get out in front which i've always loved to do and uh you know it uh, expanded our wings as writers in the band and um we didn't become as huge and successful as Genesis, but it was it was still uh, <laughs> it was still a great a great period, I think, in the band's musical time, you know, in history. And sure. uh, had some great fun, did some good tours, made some cool records, and uh, yeah, it was it was
1: good and fun.
4: And you paralleled Phil again when you, uh, well, are you you filled in for Phil? I guess <laughs> you were one of two drummers to play on uh, Calling All Stations when Phil left Genesis,
3: right which was still bizarre to even say my name's on a Genesis record. But yeah, that was a very cool and surreal moment for my career.
4: That's what I was going to say. had to be kind of surreal. Oh, there goes that phone. No worries though. (laughs) I I thought I turned a ringer off on that damn thing. (laughs) But anyway, um, so uh, what was it like working with uh, Tony and Mike? Cool. Pretty mellow
3: experience, but it was fun. Very pleasant. Uh, Just, you know, went in and jammed and recorded the team. It was very civilized recording. You know, you'd start at ten and be done by dinner time, and lunch catered and you know cooked for. I mean, it was very civilized. But um, uh, yeah, it was it was cool. It was fun. It was you know it was uh, easy in the respect not that the songs were easy or anything like that. It was easy that they were just they were very mellow and easy to work with. You know, just kind of made some some made suggestions on what to play or how to think about a certain part. You know, maybe try this or try that. And I did it, and then we just moved on to the next tune. It was, yeah, it was cool. There were very pleasant guys to hang out with.
4: Sounds cool. Uh, yeah. Have you ever met Phil?
3: I've ne- never met Phil. No, I've met everybody else in the band. And uh, I've interviewed Phil's son, Nick, um, but I have not uh, met Phil personally yet.
4: Okay. Well, maybe, you know, hopefully, after yeah. all this crazy virus crap goes away, which I hope is soon.
3: <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Me too.
4: So I also like Phil. You were involved in about a million bands and side projects for a while there, you know, as Phil was in the eighties. I mean, you worked with uh, the late Kevin Gilbert, Mike Keneally, Jordan Rudis. You toured as part of Fate's Warning. You played with Cirque Du Soleil, and you've been the official drummer for Big Big Train for more than ten years. So that's uh you get around, huh? Yeah,
3: man. <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta throw a lot of you know, throw a lot of stuff against the wall in being a musician. And thankfully, uh, I've had some really great projects to be involved with and bands to play with and stuff and met a lot of great friends. So, yeah, you know, you got to you got to juggle a lot of things when you're trying to make a living doing this stuff.
4: Yeah, especially in today's um, uh, market, right?
3: Totally. So it's, you know, thankfully, I've had some really cool and fun, creative things that let me be able to travel, you know, and see some some parts of the world, play some really interesting music and, um, you know, just keep trying to build my career.
4: Yeah. So off the top of your head, do you have any uh, favorite recollections or funny stories that are suitable for a general audience, I always like to put in, uh, from your illustrious career?
3: Oh my gosh, there's millions of things, depends on what you want to talk about, really. I mean, you know, all kinds of stuff, from forgetting lyrics and forgetting parts playing live to, uh, you know, um, just, uh, you know, getting held up at certain border crossings and not knowing what's happening, and uh woken up in the middle of night you know and uh, on the bus and all kinds of crazy things have happened on the road
4: yeah all right uh i thought it was an interesting development also that you played again on the last spock's beard album noise floor
3: yeah at sweetwater we do a ton of uh, recording workshops and master classes here at the, our studios and uh i was trying to get spox and the guys to come do something for a long time and we you know we've always kept in touch over all these years um we're still friends for sure um and so there was an opportunity to get the guys to come to be a part of a master class and make make them a few bucks and stuff like that um and all of those things and um they had started working on new tunes for a new record and it was a uh, they came into the master class um, i got to record on the record which was great um and uh, they got a record out of the whole thing. I mean, it was never there was never a thing where I'm rejoining the band or anything like that. It was like a one-off sort of fun thing to do. I did play a couple of shows. We did one here at Sweetwater, and we played at Cruise to the Edge. Gosh, a couple of two, two or three years ago now. Um, so that was fun. Great little reunion thing to happen. The record I think is really cool. Actually, I think Noise Floor has a lot of fun stuff on there. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just it was a fun, cool thing to do. And then uh, they were able to get a new record out of it.
4: So you say it was pretty much a one off there's no you, you don't think you'll work with them again or maybe I you, mean
3: I'm you, always open to work with the guys for sure it all just comes down to schedule and what's going on and you know I'm very committed to Big Big Train mm-hmm. um, that's definitely my band now and uh, things are happening with that band in a great way so that that is definitely a, a huge commitment for me my solo music is now taking a you know a, a huge step forward so I got a lot mm-hmm. of stuff going on there I still have this job at Sweetwater you know, for the time being and, uh, and for the you near, know, for the future, uh, see how long it lasts, but I mean, things are still happening there. So I got a lot of stuff on my plate basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I'm never going to say no for sure. I love playing with those guys again. It'd be great. Uh, and, um, so we just have to kind of see if what happens.
4: Yeah. Before we take a short break, let's do one from Spock's beard during the period when Nick was drummer and lead vocalist. This is Onomatopoeia from Feel Euphoria. from Spock's Beard's Feel Euphoria album, released in 2003. After the break, more Nick Virgilio music and more chat with the man himself. Stay tuned.
1: You're about to meet my news. Progressive rock! Buckle your mind, because it's about to get blown. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry?
0: Ooh, a book club!
2: Chumba.
1: ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. By law. 18 plus Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com.
0: It's my little escape.
1: Now Judy's the life of the party.
0: Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa, take it easy Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
2: Ch-ch-chumba.
1: ChumbaCasino.com
2: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Continuing on with my artist interview and feature program on Nick Virgilio, I've got another from Spock's beard while they were fronted by Nick and one from a Genesis tribute project he did with Mark Hornsby. First, On a Perfect Day from Spock's Beard's self-titled album in 2006. Then, The Carpet Crawlers by the rewiring Genesis project from A Tribute to the Lamb Lies Down on Broadway.
0: kind of heat A salamander scurries into flame to be destroyed Imaginary creatures are trapped in birth on celluloid The fleas clean The Golden Fleece Hoping they'll find peace Each thought and gesture Are caught in celluloid There's no hiding in memory There's no room To avoid The crawlers cover the floor For my second side of people They've more lifeblood than before They're moving in time Upward to the ceiling Where the chamber's sits to be Like the forest fight for sunlight That takes root in every tree They are pulled up by the magnet
4: Once again, that was On a Perfect Day from Spock's Beard's 2006 eponymous album and The Carpet Crawlers from Rewiring Genesis, a tribute to The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway from 2008. The latter was a faithful tribute to, and a bit of a reimagining of, the classic Genesis Lamb album from 1974. This album was produced by Nick and Mark Hornsby, and Nick played a vital role covering all sorts of instruments and vocals. Next, I've got another song from Nick's solo career. It's called Childhood's End, and it comes from his Pieces album in 2011.
0: Dear to me, through misty eyes I see, a passage back to times when life was pure. Childhood seems a magic room of dreams, and every thought embraced a life secure.
4: Childhoods and from Nick De Virgilio's solo album called Pieces, released in 2011. Now let's hear some more of my chat with Nick. So, how's the whole big big train thing work? Is it mostly like a remote thing, or you know, do you actually go over to England and you know? Or ha- I, I I I know you've been there a few times for some uh, live performances, but uh, how many times have you actually like been in the same room, or is it more or less like a remote kind of thing?
3: No, I mean tons of times. Uh, depends on what we're doing i mean we've recorded drums for them here and it's an american them stuff but we try to be together for as much as possible uh the next record that we're going to do in november we're going to start recording for the next record we're all going to be in the same room for sure and do it that way uh so there's been a little bit of both but i've been back and forth to the uk countless times to be honest with you doing stuff with the band different uh recording projects or shooting videos or you know obviously rehearsing and doing stuff for live shows and things like that so we're together as much as possible i'm probably in the uk at least a couple times a year
4: great i
3: I mean except for this year
4: (laughs) yeah everything's
3: supposed to be you know know, we had two tours booked uh with big big train one and finally our first in the states and a little bit a few shows in canada and then another thing in continental europe and obviously everything got pushed back
4: right yeah i'm really you know you know, when you look at the economic impact of this whole thing, you know, I think about, you know, restaurants and things like that, how are they going to operate at half capacity or whatever. But you also think about, you know, musicians, there's all these tours and shows are being canceled and postponed till next year or whatever. And it's like some of these people rely on this to, to live, you know, what's going to happen to them? You know, it's just crazy, unprecedented stuff that we're living through here.
3: You bet. And it's not just, you know, musicians that play in rock bands and tours. I mean it's all your local guys and stuff who, you know, do yeah. weddings or play at bars, right. and, you know, acoustic musicians who play five nights a week just singing songs, you know. I mean, so that could be a full time job for a lot of players out there and uh, and they're all just totally out of work, you know. So it's uh yeah, it's been I think it's been really hard on musicians all around.
4: And I'm afraid we have alone
3: big let alone big touring bands you know right that are, had concerts canceled and all kinds of stuff yeah right
4: and i don't think we've seen the end of it it's just uh yeah it's crazy so uh in recent years you've also been involved in a few projects with uh jeff downs the deck chair poets and Zorbonauts. uh oh,
2: yeah. <laughs>
4: how about those projects you want to talk a little bit about them
3: well the guy's name's lyndon williams um he works at uh, one of my best friends in the world. He's Rob Aubrey over in Southampton, England. He's mm-hmm. got a studio there. Rob's been in the front of house recording engineer for Spock's Beard since the beginning. He did all, every tour we ever did. Uh, he's been recording Big, Big Train and mixing in the front of house engineer for Big, Big Train. He's at, that's how I got the, the gig with those guys you through did. Rob.
4: He does Magenta, too, probably, I think, doesn't he? He does a ton of stuff. He does all the
3: IQ records.
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, He's done a a million and one progressive things. Pendragon for a long time. Okay. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. And um, he's got his own studio in Southampton. And every time I was over there, I'd always go um, and just be a session musician, record all kinds of stuff. So for Lyndon, who does Deck Chair Poets, I think I've recorded, I don't know, a couple hundred songs for Lyndon, 250 songs or something. I don't know. Tons of stuff. Wow. And um Lyndon, you know, has me play drums and he's also had Dave Marrows play bass and then Jeff played keyboards and a few other musicians like that. And uh he's he's a pretty prolific songwriter in his rock and roll way. Uh you know, he's uh interesting cat and you know, he's been he's hired me to play on a lot of his music. So I'm I'm very thankful. All right. Yeah.
4: So uh you mentioned your solo career and uh, your new album, Invisible. I have to say, I think it's a fantastic piece of work. I think it stands up to anything, to you know, that's you've done with like Spock's Beard or Big Big Train. I mean, it's really good stuff. So, Thank uh, you, man. yeah, can you tell us about the uh, writing and recording of the album?
3: Uh, it's been a long time coming. I started writing some of these songs way back in like 2012 or something. And uh, when I started at Cirque du Soleil and uh, just kind of got set on this subject of someone being invisible and feeling invisible, like their life has no meaning. They could die tomorrow and no one would miss them, that kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. what that would entail uh, in in a story um, and how basically someone finding their life's purpose i have a strong belief that we're all here for a reason so i've kind of tied that into someone who felt you know uh disenfranchised you know not part of the, this world like they're just alone and so i made up this story um took you know it was a little bit of uh my own influences and experiences through life but it is a fictional story and uh this guy who's uh, had enough of his Day to day life, and decides to go find his life's meaning, and ends up finding it. And the story just is that him realizing how he feels, and then going through some adventures, and meeting some other people along the way, and realizing that he's not alone in feeling alone, and then um, starts. uh, The farther he goes to find this purpose, the 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 more he feels like something's really on the cusp of happening for him. Like he's gonna, there's something there, there kind of a deal, and uh, ends up finding getting involved in like a bad situation he didn't expect to be in and having a near death experience and then getting sent back and, you know, basically finding that he's here for a reason. He's, he's not alone. And, um, uh, it was a fun project to do. And I haven't made a solo record in a long time. So I figured I had these tunes and my buddy here, Mark Hornsby here at Sweetwater, kicked me in the pants to, to finish the record. And we got a lot of uh, music, uh, drum manufacturers involved to help support the record and uh went for it and uh that's what came out
4: you have uh some cool guests on the album also huh
3: that's for sure yeah again another another benefit of being here at Sweetwater I was able to get uh you know guys like Tony Levin and Jordan Rudis and uh yeah and, um, The Rick Nielsen, Jeep Trick, yeah, yeah, and and some other things like that. uh, Because of this job here, and then some of the other guys that are playing on the record are because I'm, you know, I've had long time, long relationships with these guys like uh, Randy McStein and Jonas Reingold and Jim Godfrey and some just yeah, a lot of amazing players added so much beautiful, beautifulness to their to the to the music, and uh, yeah, I was I'm very I'm very blessed and lucky in that respect, big time.
4: Yeah, all turned out so well I think uh yeah like I said I think it's fantastic thank you yeah so uh I know the world's a little topsy-turvy but uh you know what 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 do you plan to do next what's what's up next uh, you said something about big big train uh working on yeah on well
3: that, since right? you know I uh, since uh well, I've mean, I'd love to go play this stuff that I'm releasing live mm-hmm. I mean the record comes out on June 26th so I'm we're just I'm gearing up for that and doing a bunch of interviews and putting out some lyric videos and figuring out some way to make some content and stuff like that to put up online because obviously we can't go see live music right now. So I'm working on that. I have my, my day job here at Sweetwater uh, working on that as uh, while it's here, for sure. And um, since Big Big Train's tours got canceled, we weren't going to record a new record till next year sometime because we had these tours and everything like that. So... Since all that stuff got canceled, we're pushing forward the recording of the new record. So in November, I'm supposed, I'm slated to go back to the UK and record with the band. But hopefully, I can fly. I mean, if not, we'll have to do it remotely. Um, I'll stay here and record the drums, uh, and you know, we'll send files back and forth. But hopefully, we can be together to do it. Mm-hmm. So that'll move forward. and Then, you know, I'm going to try and book some live stuff for me, and then, uh, yeah, and then see what else. <laughs> That's enough at the moment
4: i guess so yeah yeah so anyway that's about all i had did you have anything else you wanted to talk about
3: no man i appreciate the time and uh you know just uh hope everybody uh, enjoys the record go out and uh buy invisible wherever you can and i uh, appreciate all the support and uh you know hopefully we can uh all be hanging out at a concert together and a live you know see some live music here hopefully soon
4: yeah sometime not too far from now hopefully Yes. After this short break, we'll hear some of Nick's latest musical offerings, which we were talking about in that interview segment, including a few from his brand new album called Invisible. Stay with me.
2: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are
0: gathered here today to... Has anyone seen The Bride and Groom?
4: Before the break, we heard Nick talking a bit about two projects he is involved in with Lyndon Williams of Jerusalem, The Deck Chair Poets, and Zorbonauts. Both also involve Jeff Downs of The Buggles, Yes, and DBA, and Dave Maros of Spock's Beard. Anyway, I thought it would be fun to include a few tracks from these projects to show what Nick has been up to in the past few years. So here's Everybody Wants to Live in America from the Deck Chair Poets album Searching for a Lemon Squeezer and Frustration from the Zorbonauts Tall Tales and that's spelled T-A-I-L-S America Woo!
1: and run the mile But who would ever know they'd really make a go of this wonderful American life He was a fantasist afloat in the mist And she was his inflatable wife And everybody wants to live in America
4: Once again, that was Everybody Wants to Live in America by the Deckchair Chair Poets from their 2015 album Searching for a Lemon Squeezer. After that, it was Frustration by the Zorbonauts from their Tall Tales album in 2019. Both projects involved Nick DiVirgilio as well as Jeff Downs and Dave Maros. As promised, I'm going to let you hear a few more tracks from Nick's latest solo album right now. The album is called Invisible and it was just released. From it, this is Overcome and Not My Time to Say Goodbye.
0: is what you and' is what you all of the you tears you
1: shed carried away
4: that was Overcome and Not My Time to Say Goodbye, both from the great new album Invisible by Nick DiVergilio. And unfortunately, it is just about my time to say goodbye for another week. I hope you enjoyed my artist feature and interview program centered on Nick DiVirgilio, and I'd like to thank Nick for taking the time to talk with me. If you are interested, I will have links you can follow to find more about Nick's new album Invisible and many of his other works. When I post this show to my website, progwatch.com, that's P-R-O-G-W-A-T-C-H, all one word, dot com. At progwatch.com, you can also find my email and social media links, a link to my Patreon page if you would like to possibly support the show, and of course, every episode I have ever done, and artist links to accompany all of those 300 plus episodes. If looking through 300 plus episodes seems a little daunting, remember that you can search the website from the top of the home page. Just look for the little magnifying glass. So thanks for coming along for the ride. Until next time, be well and prog on, my brothers and sisters.